you know, she is my only child and I'm feeling like I'm a little too young to be an empty nester and I need, I'm going to have to definitely adapt to this new lifestyle that I'm about to embark upon. In today's episode, I sit down with Sandra, who is working through the process of letting her daughter leave the nest. From Maui, Hawaii, I'm Lucky, and this is Quiet Your Mind Chatter. I was excited to sit down with Sandra, who is a native Cincinnatian. Like me, she graduated from the University of Cincinnati. She's been a human resources professional for over 20 years. She loves to cook, she loves to take pictures, and she loves to travel. Her daughter recently graduated from high school, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Empty nest syndrome. Here we go. Aloha, Sandra. So good to see you. So good to see you. Yay. Thanks for taking the time. I would love to hear what are you celebrating? Some small kind moment. Tell me about a recent victory in your life. Probably doesn't sound like much of a victory, but it was to me. Um, I recently got married, as you know, and um, this past weekend, I spent several hours going through all of the photos that our photographer took and actually created a, um, a photo book that I ordered online and um, spent quite a bit of time on it, quite frankly, and I'm excited to get it this week sometime. So that was my victory for this weekend. Yay. So you're celebrating that you completed it or what, what part of that feels the best for you? Yes, because it, you know, it was a daunting task. I think I spent about eight hours on it. So I had to carve out time to get this done and it, it's a victory just having it done. Yes. I celebrate with you. Yay. It's ordered. It's on its way. I love it. Yes. Can I share my victory with you? I would love that. I played golf yesterday. I'm not a rank beginner, but I'm still, I think, a beginner in playing golf. And I played yesterday. A friend walked with me. He doesn't play, but he, he was my caddy, so he kept me company. It was pretty fun. I had two drives that I hit really well, and I had one chip that was perfect. It dropped right on the green, right near the hole. And it felt really good in my body. That's awesome. You're getting good at it. <laughs> I'm getting good at it. The other, the other shots, um, you know, wonderful, not so much, but I kept a good attitude. I figure I can control my attitude. I can't always control where the ball goes when it goes where I want it to go. Yes, I celebrate that. And the other times, <laughs> eh, I'm outside, I'm with a friend, I'm keeping a good attitude. So thanks for letting me share that. Let's dive into today's work. I love talking with humans who are willing to share their vulnerabilities to help other listeners who are maybe going through the same thing. One of my favorite ways to change my life is to have a meaningful conversation where I share something that's bothering me and the person listens and we come up with some ideas and I try those ideas and then it just has a little bit of shift in my thinking and then that shift enters my life and it shifts my life in a new direction. So that's what we're working on. That's what we're hoping today is to channel God through us to have really good ideas for Sandra and for whoever else is listening who 
can maybe get help through this. So Sandra, tell me about your life with your daughter up until now. Give us a little background. So you have one daughter. She just graduated from high school. Congratulations to you and to her. Tell us what's been going on in your routines, your interactions with her. What has it looked like in your life with her, with your weekdays, weekends, vacations? Fill us in. My daughter and I um, are very close, first of all, obviously. So I've been a single parent to her since she was about eight years old, you know, and even before I was an official single parent, it was really just the two of us. And we spent all of our time with each other up until, you know, a few years ago when I met my new significant other, it was really just the two of us. Now it's the three of us, but, um, you know, she is my only child and I'm feeling um, like I'm a little too young to be an empty nester and I need, I'm going to have to definitely adapt to this new lifestyle that I'm about to embark upon. What are you going to miss? I will miss, well, I'll definitely miss taking care of her because that's what I do. I take care of people. Um, but I'm just going to miss her being around and, and just talking with her and spending time with her and just having, having her around for sure. What's one routine or one interaction that you're, you're going to miss the most? I would say that would be having dinner together. Dinners are going to definitely be different with her not here. And don't get me wrong. I'm very excited for her. She's going off to college. I was not able to go off to college. I commuted to college. So I'm kind of living vicariously through her in this um, because I did not get that whole dorm room experience with my college experience. So I'm so happy for her that she gets to do that. She, you know, and that I'm able to provide that to her, but um, I'm definitely, definitely going to miss her. Can you talk about your fears? What is it that you're afraid of for, for you in your life? You know, there's the obvious fears that, you know, she'll need me and I'll be three hours away and won't be able to get there. You know, definitely could be worse. It could be a much further distance. Three hours is really not that far, you know, in the big scheme of things of, of kids going off to college. Thank you for sharing that. I want to say congratulations for raising an amazing young lady a lot of it on your own you've gotten her to this point she has a really good head on her shoulders she's been so successful in so many ways and that that is just an amazing i think the most difficult and amazing feat of all is raising a human into adulthood so congrats congratulations on that <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> good job, mom. You know, we just want them to be good people. So hopefully, hopefully we've done that. Yes. Yes. How <laughs> often, how often do you think about her leaving? You know, I honestly try not to dwell on it. I'm not the type of person who, who dwells on things, but move in date is in about a month from now. So we're doing lots of shopping and getting things together. So it's very much top of mind here on the weekends when we're working on those things. And where do you feel it in your body? When you think about her, 
this process of leaving? Is there anywhere in particular in your body where you feel this? I don't, I don't think I feel it. And I feel it everywhere, (laughs) everywhere. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. I have a couple of suggestions I would love for you to try. First of all, I suggest that you honor this experience that you are going through. Her experience, that's separate. I want you to work on honoring your experience of what you're going through now, that you're allowing this separation, that you're celebrating that she is going off to college, she gets to stay in the dorm, she gets to go to classes independently and figure it all out on her own, and you are letting that happen, you're excited for her, and what's going on with you? You're going to take time to mourn, to mourn the loss of this part of your motherhood, this part of your experience with her. You had so many years when you were together alone with her, super close, And then your new husband comes in and then that threesome relationship forms and now she's going off and you're, of course, she's still going to be your daughter and you're still going to have a relationship with her, but you're losing the type of relationship that you had in the past. The way that I suggest that you process this is through journaling. It could be a traditional journal where you're writing with a pen and paper, you could use your electronics, you could pull up a document on your laptop and type out your journal thoughts. If it works better for you, I'm a writer, so writing always works best for me. If it works better for you to, to verbalize it, you could create some kind of verbal journal through an app on your phone or your laptop or create a video, but talk about, write about what you're experiencing right now. Give yourself that space to mourn the chapter that's closing. Tell me your thoughts on that. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, definitely. I also find that writing can be very healing for me. You know, I'm a pretty guarded person with my feelings and writing has always been a way for me to be more honest with myself, with what I'm feeling. I I could probably do that more. (laughs) Awesome. What would be a good concrete goal for you to journal for 20 minutes on Saturday and Sunday or journal for 10 minutes every weekday and half an hour on the weekends for the next seven days? Or what would be a, a good schedule for journaling for you? I think for me and the way it's worked successful successfully for me in the past is if I do like really quick journal entries but do them more often okay um so maybe you know every day but um just a couple of sentences or you know five minutes of time perfect and how many days in a row would is your goal I would say, I mean, the goal would be every day, seven days, but realistically, let's go with six. Okay. So starting today or starting tomorrow? We're nailing this down, Sandra. I'm not letting you off the hook for this one. <laughs> I'm getting this down tell. in writing. <laughs> let's, let, you know what? There's no time like the present. Let's start today. I like it. I like it. So... <laughs> Today, for the next, during the next seven days, you will journal six of those days. Yes. Cool. I think that's doable. 
and you're starting with the intention of journaling about honoring the experience right now of her leaving the nest, what's going on for you and or the mourning process. So you're going to start each journal entry with that intention. Mm -hmm. And if it morphs and goes into a totally different direction, that's fine. And I'm so glad that you're open to being honest in your feelings. You can be angry about everything, about the situation, about people. You can be angry about the money. You can be angry about the past. Oh, I wish you would have done this or he would have done that. Your fears about the future, anything. You can, you can just put it out there because no one's going to read it but you. I can do that. Okay. The next idea is to have... A ceremony. I write an entire chapter about ceremonies in my first coaching book, Willing Souls. Ceremonies could be something really simple. It's not necessarily a big grand ceremony that you do a lot of preparation for. For me, ceremonies work well when I set my intention of what it is that I'm processing. I have some kind of physical object that I'm working with. I decide when that ceremony is going to be. I think about it until then, I perform that ceremony, and then I release. For example, I am blessed to live by the ocean. When it's low tide and there's a really nice ocean stone that's exposed on the sand, I will grab that up and hold on to it until it's time for a ceremony. And then when I'm struggling with something and I can't release something, it keeps sticking to me like Elmer's glue, I will take that ocean stone right on one side with the Sharpie marker, what it is that I want to release. Maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's depression, maybe it's obsessive thoughts over eating, whatever it is, I write that on one side. On the other side, I write what it is that I hope to receive. I want to receive inner peace. Three days from now, I'm gonna throw it into the ocean. So then the three days leading up to that, maybe I'll journal extra, maybe I'll spend time in meditation and prayer, asking God, asking my higher self, to release this and so that that new wonderful blessing can move into my life and then the day of the ceremony I take all those thoughts and prayers and I release I physically throw that into the ocean if you don't live by an ocean you can still do this I've done this with an index card I love using three by five index cards same kind of process I'll write on one side I am struggling with this on the other side of the card I want to receive that work with that card, could just be for that afternoon, and at the end of the day, crumple it up and throw it into the garbage and say, okay, that's released. Some kind of physical action to honor yourself, to honor your work as a mother. I cannot even fathom how much time, effort, money, love that you put into your daughter and your relationship with her. Honor that. You can do another ceremony to honor her as a young woman. Right now in this moment, she is on the cusp of independence, greatness we cannot even fathom. You can honor releasing her, that you are not a clinging mother. You're thinking of what's best for her, not what's best for you. Any kind of ceremony, that's an option. So that's you're definitely going to journal if it feels good to you to do a ceremony that's another option. Tell me about your thoughts on ceremonies. I did read your first book, so I remember that chapter. I think that's a good idea. There's going to come a time, I think, between now and move-in day for her when I think that 
you know, maybe she and I can do something like that together. Symbolic of the change that we're both going through, quite frankly. Yes. If you could use some kind of physical object, that seems to be more impactful. Maybe it's she has a stuffed animal that she loved when she was nine years old and she's not attached to it anymore, but you can somehow use that in your ceremony to honor your relationship with her as a little girl and a mom and now she's this beautiful young lady and you're transitioning into that some or a picture some kind of uh, artifact yeah we definitely have lots of trinkets to choose from (laughs) (laughs) perfect and maybe she can choose one and and you can choose one you can both work with those okay couple more things first thought second thought first thought just happens I'm losing her. And then you have the accompanying sad emotions, abandonment emotions. First thoughts just happen. We have no control over them. Your second thought, you get to choose. So your second thought could be, I am setting her free to fly. Your first thought could possibly be that this part of my motherhood is over. And that's true. It's a valid first thought. You accept that. And second thought, you get to choose. I get to explore the infinite possibilities of my life. That's another technique that I work with when some issues are coming up with me. If I have, if I keep thinking the same thing I, and I want that to stop, a lot of times I can't stop that thought. I can accept it. Oh, here's that thought again. I get to choose my second thought. A lot of times, Sondra, I don't know what is best for me. I don't know what is the best way to think about a situation. So a lot of times my second thought is God. <laughs> I say, God, <laughs> send me thoughts. I don't know what I'm supposed to be thinking here. I'm, I've been trying to figure it out. I don't know how to think about this situation. Send me thoughts. And in the meantime, my second thought's going to be God. God's wonderful. God loves me. God, God, God. That's my second thought. I love it. I love it. We all have those creeping thoughts that come into our minds. And they're, you know, usually... Not always positive, but you can turn it around. That's the name of my show, Quiet Your Mind Chatter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when I cannot... When I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> when I cannot quiet my mind, those thoughts keep coming in. I can't control that. That's okay. That's normal. That's human. But I can choose my second thought. And my yeah. second thought, I, I think about God. And then every time God right then and there or somewhere down the line sends me a more positive, more powerful way to think about the situation. One more suggestion, volunteer time. When I am stuck in my head, the best way for me to get out of my head is to help someone else. Volunteering is a really good way to help. When I think about volunteering, my mind automatically goes to making an appointment with an organization that can utilize my time. For example, my friend here on Maui, he volunteers at the Humane Society. That's a really great volunteer position for him. That's not a great volunteer position for me. When I like to volunteer my time, Lately, it's to sit in meditation. And I know that's not traditional volunteer time, but when I sit in meditation and I think of the people that I know who really could use love and support, 
and I spend time just sitting there doing nothing productive, quote unquote productive, all I'm doing is sending that person good energy. I pray for them. I send them healthy, positive energy. I ask that their higher power help them in any way that they need. That's me being there for that person and giving to that person. Yes, of course, when I'm in meditation and prayer, I pray for myself too, but I take time to just think about other people and send that to them. Another way to volunteer time is to be kind to others through social media. I can go on Facebook and like each other's, like my friend's posts. If, if I know a friend is starting a new business venture or hosting a new event and she's trying to get people interested, I can go and write positive things about that, go on YouTube, find people who could use some support, write positive things. Those are both quick, easy ways that we can volunteer our time to help others get out of our own heads and our own problems and actually help other people. What are your thoughts on that? I, you know, I've actually thought that with my newfound free time that I, you know, volunteering was definitely something that I was thinking that I would spend some time doing. Um, it's really important to me to give back to the world. I'm not quite sure which organization I would want to volunteer with at this point, so I would need to research that a, a bit further. But it's interesting. I've never thought of sending positive vibes or going out and writing positive reviews or sending, you know, positive things over Facebook or whatever. I've I've never thought of that as volunteer time before. So that's that is definitely a new thought for me and I think anyone can do that. You could do that at any time. You don't, it doesn't have to be scheduled. That's something easy anyone can do. While you're driving, while you're stuck yes. in traffic to and from work, you can be thinking about someone in your life specifically and sending them love or just in general sending people, sing, single mothers. You can send single mothers love on your way to work. So I gave you some homework and we can check in down the road to see how you're progressing with that. I would love to conclude today's conversation thinking about best case scenarios. What are some possibilities for you and your dream life? You have extra time now. The universe is clamoring to gather the best people, places, and things to make your most awesome dreams come true. What does that look like? Sandra's most awesome dreams. <laughs> so first of all, you know, in my most awesomest of situations, you know, my daughter would be at college, being successful, getting good grades, um, making lots of friends, and having the time of her life. Meanwhile, at home, um, I, I would love to be more purposeful with my um, workouts, quite frankly. So the gym is definitely in my future. Spending my time on productive things that are making me happy and, and not spending time in front of the TV or even too much time on social media, to be honest with you. You know, just being productive and happy. 
happiness for Sandra coming up. Yay! Yay! I love it. Well, thank you again for taking the time to help me help you help others. Well, thank you for asking me. All right. So I'll check in with you a little bit down the road. Thank you, Lucky. In this episode, one of my recommendations to Sandra is to perform ceremonies. In my book, Willing Souls, How to Brave Uncertainty and Find Peace, I write an entire chapter on performing ceremonies. I have found in my life and in my clients' lives, ceremonies to be effective in helping us to release that which is no longer serving us. And then we have this fresh new space inside of us so that we can receive the blessings that are coming up next. My book, Willing Souls, is available on my website, wellnesswithlucky.com, and on Amazon. It's been three weeks since I talked with Sandra, which means it's three weeks closer to her daughter leaving for college. Let's check in and see how Sandra's been doing. Welcome back, Sandra. Aloha, good to see you. Hello, Lucky. So good <laughs> to see you again. Let's start off by talking about celebration. What is it that you are celebrating? Instead of waiting across some big imaginary finish line before we can celebrate, let's choose to celebrate our everyday victories. What's some small kind victory that you are celebrating today? Today, I am celebrating being relaxed. Um, I just came from a, a week-long vacation, and it was amazing, and I had a lot of time at the beach. I read two books, and being a, a full-time worker, I don't get to do that very often, so I'm celebrating that I'm two days back into work at this point and still relaxed. <laughs> so relaxed. I like it. I celebrate with you. My celebration today was seeing the morning sun on my wall. When I come back inside and the sun is on my wall this morning, it was just a really pretty golden warm color and I was there to see it. So that's my, that's my victory, seeing the sunshine on my wall. Let's check in. It's been a while since we talked last and I just bless you so much for sharing your vulnerability about your struggling with letting your baby girl go off to college. And we talked about some ways that you can process that and tell me what's, give us the update. Something that you told me in our last conversation, you had given the advice to journal, um, which I, I know that journaling is therapeutic and it's helpful and as with everyone else, you um, have to struggle to make time to do that. But you really opened it up to me by telling me you just need to do a sentence, just one sentence every day. And I was able to do that. That is excellent. I love and, it. And I utilized technology. I actually sent myself an email with the first sentence. And every day I just went into my email and found my email from myself and responded to myself and built on it. Can you give us an example of what your first sentence was or is that too personal? I can tell you. It says, I am looking forward to focusing on my new marriage. Yes. And remind us, how long have you been married now? 
Um, since March 14th. So how long is that? How many months? Four months. Four months? The newlywed. <laughs> you gotta focus on your new marriage. That's excellent. And yes. how and remind me, how long have you two been together? Oh my goodness. We've been together for over eight years, going on nine years. So uh, definitely took things very slow with the relationship. But um, but yeah, new newly married, but been together for a long time. Newly married. I like it. Old friends, newlyweds. Yep. yep. That's what it feels like. I love that. <laughs> Can you share any other thoughts of your journaling? Sure. I'll just go to number two and you just let me know when to stop. My second journal entry was, I am thankful for the invention of FaceTime. That is going to be very helpful um, when my daughter goes away to school. We can still see each other via video, which in my day, that was not a possibility. So I'm, I'm thankful for that invention. I love it. You're focusing on the positive and that's real. You actually get mm -hmm. to use FaceTime to see her beautiful face. Right. Hopefully she answers. <laughs> if she answers, when she answers. Um, I'll just keep going. You tell me when to stop. Okay. So my third entry was, I know that I've raised her to be independent and self-sufficient and I will trust in that. Trust, trust, you're practicing trust. That's awesome. And I love that you're, that you wrote it down and that you sent it to yourself and you're reminding yourself of this because these were thoughts that you had in your head, but when you put it out there, you put it on record, you process it in a conversation or in an email, it fortifies that within yourself and then it builds that trust. It builds that trust. It's a good theme. Yay. Trust. <laughs> okay, give us one more. Okay, so we'll go down to um, I am so proud of her. Um, she was accepted at every college she applied to and she earned a scholarship. Nice. I like scholarships. Good. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we like scholarships. Good job, everybody. Excellent. How long did you journal? Did you journal for? A few days or how many days in a row did you do it or did you take a break once you went on vacation? Tell me about that part of your process. Yeah, I definitely took a break on vacation, but you know, it's something that I thought about the whole time. It was in the front of my mind. I ended up with 11 entries. Can't remember how many I told you I would do. I'm sure that's less than. I don't I remember you, either, but, but 11 <laughs> sounds perfect. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't email myself on vacation. I was really trying to turn off everything. I did think about it and I did add a couple that came to mind from that time. Was there any other wellness tools that you used before vacation to help you process letting go of your daughter? I made a plan to use one of the tools you had uh, talked about having like a ceremony. We're in the process of planning um, the whole move-in day and um, me taking her to school. And so we have planned, obviously, to have that day um, where we take her and all her stuff, move her into her dorm. Um, but we're going to have um, kind of a ceremony after that. We will go to dinner someplace near the college. That'll be it. The, I was thinking that the dinner would be sort of a ceremonial 
um, goodbye because I won't see her again for about five or six weeks. Five or six weeks. That's a while. Yes. Oh, I've already planned it. We, we, there's a parents weekend that we will be attending. So is there anything in particular that you're going to talk about during the dinner or you're going to go with the flow? I think we'll just go with the flow, you know, because going to school in this day and age is definitely going to be different. Thankfully, she's a freshman, so it's just going to be her reality. Nothing's really changing for her. I would love for you before her move-in day for you to make a self-care plan, self-loving Sandra plan for those five weeks. So maybe it would be every day for those five weeks, you would send a positive affirmation to yourself. Or maybe three days a week during those five weeks, you would do some kind of volunteer time where you get out of your own head. You sit in meditation and prayer and ask God's help for other people. Or you are specifically on social media to send positive messages to other people or something, some kind of, or maybe it's more physical. During that five weeks, you'll commit to going to the gym three days a week or whatever it is that works for you. If it's nice weather, you'll go outside, but some kind of something that you get to look forward to. Not Nothing that, oh, during this five weeks, I, I'm going to not be with her and I'm stuck with journaling every day. Pick something that you get to at least halfway look forward to during that time. Right, right. Yeah, I'll have to think on that. I, I definitely, I think we even talked about this in our last conversation, the added time that I'll be experiencing. I The gym is in my future for sure. I definitely um, will be doing that. I actually am supposed to do a um, 10K. Um, it's virtual, so I can do it at my own leisure. So I, I will be training for that and have been training for that. So Excellent. And you talked about spending more time with your new hubby. Maybe you can plan some different activities. Something kind of cheesy that comes to mind is Google getting to know you questions and maybe <laughs> twice a week during the next, those five weeks between seeing your daughter, twice a week, you can ha spend 15 minutes Googling and answering, getting to know you questions. You think you know each other really well after eight years, but you get to spend some time asking each other silly questions and laughing about new information. We do a monthly date night anyway, just because it's healthy. And I, I believe that couples should do that. But maybe during this time, we do it twice a month. There we go. <laughs> you know, sounds like you have all kinds of good things to look forward to. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm really proud of her. I think it's going to be really good. And I'm proud of you for allowing yourself space to process this and to face it and not brush it under the rug to really work through your feelings and your thoughts and use this as a growth opportunity for you. Well, thank you. I, you know, it's definitely a learning process. Well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us. I love you so much and it's so good to work with you. I love you. Thank you. I am so thankful that Sandra used the wellness tool of journaling to help her face her empty nest she didn't force herself to spend 30 minutes every day, and she didn't skip it all together. She took just a moment every day for 11 days 
to pause and get in touch with herself, then bravely write what was going on inside her heart and inside her head. You can do the same. You can take a small step every day toward processing whatever it is that you're processing. Maybe you won't see a burning bush with all the answers to all your questions, but I'm guessing that you will see a miracle unfold over time. The miracle? That baby steps of faith and action are truly good enough. That doing your best, however slow and imperfect, is good enough. You are good enough. I love helping people. That's why I became a personal coach. Actually, I was called by HP, my higher power, to be a coach, which you can hear about in the episode, Divine Grace and a Sense of Humor. If you are looking for a coach to find some direction and support, then I'm your gal. Maybe, or maybe not. I don't really know. I can't predict the future. I'm busy trying to stay present in the moment. But if you want to check out my coaching options, there's a quick video on my website with more information. That's at wellnesswithlucky.com. If you received an insight from today's episode, yes, I love that. I love when God helps you through me. Woo, my favorite. Review this podcast and share it on social media, blessing others with wellness tools to quiet their mind chatter. 